What's up, everybody? It's True Rollers Podcast. We got, as always, A-Benz, myself, and we got a special guest tonight. Shout out Matt Anthony coming in from Let's Talk Sports. Hyped to have you here, man. Bro, I appreciate, you know what I mean, opportunity to come out and talk some ball with my boys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and we'll get Chris back here next time. But, you know, excited to have you on. I wish there was a lot to talk about, but I feel like it's been a pretty quiet week with March Madness, everything. We'll talk about it. But, you know, first, being the New York Sports Talk podcast, um, that the you New are York always, Knicks podcast guru always repping, always repping the Knicks, the Giants, which I'm a Jets fan, but all good. No, no, no harm, no foul. This is this is a baller's podcast. Uh, but anyway, so what what do you I want to know, what are you most hyped about this team? Because there's a lot to be excited about. But I think you could look at it from building up from the ground, kind of our young guys, RJ Barrett and quickly, or you could look at it oh, like man. we got an all-star and Julius Randle. What are you like yep. most excited about right now? I feel like, like I'm excited for what everybody's excited for the future. The future is bright. So we have our young core. I mean, RJ keep quickly. I mean, build around Julius and we got a lot of money to spend in free agency, whether we got to do things through the draft. We have a lot of draft capital. So I'm, I'm excited for the future with, you know, competent management of the Knicks. We finally got some boys in management that's going to help us out, get to where we want to be. And that's, you know what I mean? In the playoffs, contending for a title. Obviously, this year might not be the year we contend for a title, but at least we're in, you know what I mean? We're in the playoff discussion and in the run. So that's what I'm excited for, for the future with the New York Knicks. I mean, brand of basketball that I love watching. Couple years, couple years ago, it wasn't really like that. You know what I mean? So I'm just happy we look good out there on the court. Yeah, man. No, amen to that. I I tried watching every game last year. Even last year was a little bit better than than I would say two, three years ago. Like it was hard to get me to to even watch, sit through a full game because it's like, what are we doing here? But now yeah. we actually, I feel like we have a plan. We have like a direction. We can kind of see a light at the end of this long you know, horrific yeah, tunnel yeah, that yeah. we've been in. <laughs> so, <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, no, super we have some, excited, bro. Yeah, we have some infrastructure. You know what I mean? We have a plan. Got some groundwork. Wasn't doing that with uh, Fisdale. Not a good coach, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Everybody was hype about yeah. him. You know, Not tough situation. Tough situation for him. Like, honestly, getting Leon Rose in that, in that front office, like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in 10, 15 years after this. Like, if the Knicks continue doing what they're doing which yep. you know we got to keep grinding we're not there yet but we'll be talking about that that hire as probably you know one of the the main influencing factors of actually you know turning shit around and and getting competent people in our business which you know makes logical sense but we just haven't done it yet um at least the past few years so yeah absolutely super excited, man can't wait you know we talked about it a little bit before um, you know, would love to get, I'm sure a Benz is, is still heated from last night's loss to the Nets. That's another lost, one, another one where we needed Julius Randall to come up big at the end of the game. And it just makes me wonder, is he the guy, can he be your closer on a winning championship caliber team? And, 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 and the answer, and the is answer no. is, thought is no, is no. So, you know, let me jump, let me, let me backtrack a little. Um, I do like what the organization is doing right now. Um, I think that we're actually building from the ground up, as you said. And I think Leon Rose was definitely a great addition. 
Um, our player development uh, coaches, assistant coaches are, uh, we're just developing the way we should be doing it. You know, trade deadline came, nothing came to the table. We didn't offset any assets. So I think we're becoming attractive to that superstar that says, you know what, I want to play for a team. And I, th I think we, uh, um, we're building a nice little team with chemistry. I, I saw Philadelphia did it. I mean, they got stars. I think RJ Barrett is becoming a star himself. Um, but I think we're, we're going to be able to attract that star player that says, you know what, I'm not going to have to do it all. This is actually a nice little tough team. They play defense all around. So kudos to Leon Rose and, uh, and Tibbs, who I, was, I wasn't too high on. But, Matt, you were very high on him uh, this summer. And, 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 you know, at the end of the day, Julius has brought us back to relevance. So, you know, he's got to get some, some love, too. But bringing you back to that point, I don't think he's the closer. I really don't. I, I think he's – I mean, it, it, it was a tough shot. You know, it was contested. It was – hey, listen, it could have gone in. But I just feel like at the end of games, we don't have that guy that can go and get buckets. I see Alec Burke struggling out there. And it's just tough to watch that when I know that shouldn't be our go-to guy. I'd rather die with R.J. Barrett. I mean – Bro, but, I said that same thing last time about Alec Burks, too. I was like, Alec Burks is the guy I see taking, like, half the shots in the fourth quarter <laughs> in close games. Hey. But, hey. Hey, it happens. But, yeah, no, I, I, I you know what, uh, Julius, with with Julius Randle, he's forever, honestly, because of this, like, he's going to be loved by Knicks fans. He's an Knicks legend. Unless, 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 unless he does something crazy, like go to the Nets or some some stupid shit like that. But otherwise – People love him. I love him. And I really, if we do build upon this team, if we do get a nice free agent, it's going to be tough to trade for someone without giving him up now. But if we can get a free agent or something like a Giannis one day or like, you know, that we were planning on or like somebody like that at that caliber, I would love for Julius to stay on as the second or third guy on a team because that, I think, he more than proved that he can play that role. Third option? The third option, I, I believe Julius Randle is Second a closer. Second or third. Second or third. I, oh, wait, wait. He, he, he believes talking, that he's a closer. Yeah, we're talking about the yeah, same Julius Randle who took me, I mean, he, versus the Wizards. Did you see what he did versus the Wizards? When he took okay. Roy Hachimari, whatever, off the dribble in his face. When he took two, Bradley Beal and the center that was coming over. I mean, took face. Bro, he's a closer. Just got to be in the right position. I, he took, but can he get took, that bucket? At the end he of the game, he I think could that's definitely what, get the like bucket. the last bucket. Like he's just a bucket getter. You know what I mean? Like it's a difference between being able to score throughout the flow of the game and just needing one possession, one shot. The I clutch understand. gene, the Kobe, gene, the Kyrie gene. I feel I like we're attacking the new close. guest, eh, Benz? I don't like this. <laughs> he could close a game. All right, the all man right. puts up numbers. All right, he could close out a game, and and RJ. RJ, too. A lot of people were disrespecting RJ. He shouldn't be taking the last shot. Give these boys some time. I mean, they're still young. You know what I'm saying? 26 and, and RJ, what, 20? Right? They barely touching the surface. Give JR some time. All right? But it's his first year underneath Coach Tibbs. His first year, honestly, playing in this role. So give him a little bit of time to get adjusted. You feel me? We're only in April. All right? Julius Randle will be the closer on this team. On this team, I agree. He will be the closer. And I would like to see RJ taking more of those shots rather than Alec Burks or, or you know, kicking out for a Reggie Bullock three that 
most likely a brick towards yep. the end of the game. So um, as much as I, you know, me and Aben's kind of made our amends with Reggie, but um, anyway, so yeah, but looking forward to this playoffs, what do you, what do you think? Do you think that the Knicks, what, ha- or let me rephrase it. What has to happen for the Knicks to win a round one series match? Hey, oh, hey, hey you, you want to take this? You want to take this right now? Both of you take ahead. it. Go, go ahead. Well, because I think me and Matt have talked about this in the past. Um, you know, he hosts uh, Let's Talk Sports on uh, W240, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, we talked about it. Our big man, Rob. That's what Clyde calls him. That's what I call him now. I think he's such an intricate piece, and I don't think the true the true Nick fan understands the value that. Uh, Mitchell Robinson brings to the table because it seems like when he's there and he's playing for us, he, for one, he doesn't get tired. He's running up and down the court. He's making the big plays without needing the ball. And I just feel like that's, that's why we're losing these closed games right now. It's not just because we don't have a closer. I think if Mitch Robinson was in there, listen, it's not a lot of players that are going to be taking it to the rack. You know, he's stayed away from foul trouble this year. Um, and I just think he's our glue. So I think in order for us to be successful in the playoffs, albeit, yeah, we have some tough young guys. We got IQ, we got Alec Burks, mm-hmm. who won through well, first through three quarters, even midway through the fourth. You know, he's he's given us some points. We know what Julius is gonna do. RJ's showing out for us this year. Yep. But we don't have that centerpiece. I don't think we could rely on Taj Gibson. Or our boy, the junkyard dog, um, yeah. Nerlens Noel, who's yeah. playing very tough. Dude's but tough. I, I just don't think we can rely on them in a playoff series to be our bigs and be like, all right, we're going to ride with you the whole game. And I feel like with Rob, we were able to do that. So I think that's what's going to be – that's the one thing that's holding us back from, you know, winning a first round is the rebounding. I feel – I get what you're saying on that, A. I mean, we lost a big man in Mitch Robinson. Key, 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 key person to our team. You feel me? Key player. But I feel like in order for us to win a, a playoff series, at least this year, it's all about position. You feel me? I feel like everywhere. Right now, honestly, the Knicks have been down bad. We dropped all the way to, like, I believe the eighth to seventh seed. But if we're in a position, if we're the four or we're the fifth seed, and we play like a team like Charlotte, I'm not, I'm not worried, especially without LaMelo. I'm not worried. If we play a team like, say, if Indiana gets in through the play-in, God forbid, if, we, if we're playing playing those boys and playing. You know what I mean? If they get in, I feel like we can run the table with an Indiana squad. So I feel like it's all about position. If we get into the fifth or the fourth seed, I'm happy. Eight, seven, if we got to play like the Nets, so we got to play like Milwaukee, I'm not even too worried about Philly. But it's more of, you know what I mean? Milwaukee. Not even with Embiid back. Are you not even with Embiid you got, back? You got I mean, we, see bias. We still, we still have, we still have a roster spot. I believe the Knicks will make a move and pick somebody up just to get bigger in the interior. That's it. You get what I'm saying? But I feel like it's all about position right now, and it's very close. It's very close right now. And, and I think you make a key point right there. But like, yo, we're in eighth place, but we're a game and a half back from fourth. Yep. That's so like, we're very, right in the mix. It's very so, close. So I think that that that's a great point, you know. Hundred percent, we're right there. It's so close, and if we play Charlotte, you know, especially with the injuries they've gone through, you know, unfortunately, they're probably not getting a lot of these guys 
they're not getting everyone back for the playoffs and mm-hmm. someone bound bound to re-injure if they come back too quick, right? They have like how many guys out right now? Three or four key players. So it's you know, if you get game. lucky with a draw like that, then yep. hey, you can we can do anything. You hit the pacers. Like you said, I'm honestly only really worried. I honestly <laughs> I mean, we're not gonna like, beat the Bucks in a series, most likely, but I would be I wouldn't be like you know. I feel like we could win a game or two. That's what I'm saying. Like we we could have win a game or two we, against against like the, say, the hey, Nets. We could win a game or two. We got a punch's chance. You know, we got a punch's like, chance. Like that's this some '99 2000 uh, era Knicks right here. Yep. If we if we're the five seed, <laughs> and so happens if you know the Miami Heat slip to the fourth seed, I'm happy to go to Miami. And even though we didn't win a game this year versus Miami, I'm happy to go play Miami. You know what I mean? As to say the Nets. Milwaukee or this Philadelphia 76ers. And and I and I think this just speaks to the to to what Tibbs has developed because offensively, yeah, we probably can't put up points like uh some so like the Nets do, but you know what we will do? We will get down and we will play some defense. And I think that's what's going to keep us in games, that's what's kept us in games come playoff time. That's going to be big when it's mm-hmm. when it's half court offense and you're getting and you need big stops. We have guys you know, they're rotating, communicating. R.J. Barry is a complete dog on defense. I watch this guy play defense every single night on the toughest shooting guard slash small forward. And, yeah, sometimes he might be getting fried. But you know what? He's ex- he's expanding a lot of energy on that end. And he's still going and getting his buckets on the offensive end. So kudos to him. But I think just our defense in general, I think that's why we're confident in even if we were to play the Miami Heat, or the Boston Celtics, or the Philadelphia 76ers. Get out of here he, with the Celtics. We would yeah. crush the Celtics. Exactly, also. exactly. Without, without we smoked them by 50 earlier four, this season. Four to two. Four to two. But, but, I, but I think that just, that just, you know, that just shows the, the, the development that Tibbs is having, the culture change. And if you really look at it, we're a very young team. A playoff series for our young players is going to be astronomical. Win or lose. Because now they're like, oh, damn, we lost in the first round. Oh, damn, we won in the first round. Following season, okay, how can we build on this? So I think Mm -hmm. just overall making the playoffs is going to be such a boost for our young roster and the player development and them understanding what it takes to get there and then what it takes to compete while in the playoffs. So I think it's a win-win as long as we make the playoffs. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a step forward for sure, you know, like, like you said, you kind of want to see the team progressing towards something. We need to make the playoffs this year. Like New York Knicks, front office team, like coming from the fans, the city of New York. I know there's a lot of teams talking about potentially, you know, that are in that eight, you know, eight, nine spot, seven mm-hmm. to nine spot, talking about tanking. That is not us this year. That is no. not what we need to do at all. And <laughs> it's about damn time, you know? Yeah. It's about damn time. It says one thing I could, I could, if I could talk to Coach Tibbs. I mean, something to do at practice, a fine tune, is to complain to the refs late in games when things aren't going their way. It's getting too, it's too much, you know, I'm getting tired of it. It plays a part in the game. And that, to me, that's why we're really not finishing. I'm seeing a lot of guys hanging their head, asking for calls, arguing over calls, asking for a, a, a replay, a challenge. Just let's play basketball at the end. Let's leave it all on the court. Rand- Randall's been terrible with this, man. Randall oh. has been. Oh, I know that all, a lot of guys on the Knicks and in the league have been bad, but I, I, 
even though sometimes I agree with him, I cringe mm-hmm. sometimes when I see him complain. And A-Benz knows I'm a guy who likes, uh, likes to draw with the refs a little bit back in, back mm-hmm. in my day. But, <laughs> you know, you're, you're an NBA player. You're 26 years old. You're getting paid millions and millions of dollars to play in the greatest city of the world. Like, and, and the call is just not going to change. Like, that's the thing. Like, no. it's, it doesn't matter. Like, whatever you say, like, unless you do get a replay, like, tell your coach. Like, if you really think, tell Thibs. Mm-hmm. You need to re- review this, then that's different. But without that review, reviewable call, it's it's just it's getting to it's getting really it's annoying. Honestly, it's getting even with to watch. even with the challenge we won yesterday. You know what I mean? We get the tip. We go out on the other end and we foul for an and one three point play. You know what I'm saying? Just play defense, play ball, play without fouling. Move your feet. Stop complaining. It's it's beginning to get too much for me. Absolutely. Well, excited about the Knicks. Last last thing I, I'll say, uh, John Henson, what do you guys think about that pickup to replace your boy? Uh, well, not to replace Mitch, but to more so, I guess, be a solidify and, and, yeah. and Nerlens solidify that that, hey, that front court. That just happened? Did it happen John Henson? Today? Did that happen today or did that happen yesterday? Yeah, we got John Henson. We got John Henson? Let's go. Yeah, what, is- what are you talking about, eh? We're now we're gonna be good on the interior oh now. We got God. John Don't Henson. Get too excited. I thought I thought this would be a way less dramatic uh excitement. Maybe just like so a, so <laughs> a little piece. A little piece. So but- go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. What 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 you what you gotta say? I'm just if I didn't even know about this news. I've been working all day. Oh, breaking but news. At least, breaking news. <laughs> at least we got another big body that could fill the paint. John Henson is established in the league. All right. He's been on his good team. He's been on some semi-good teams. He played for Milwaukee. Uh, what other teams did he played for? But the man is the man knows how to play basketball. All right. He finds himself on a roster spot. All he needs to do is fill a void. And we need some bigs. I mean, be a defensive presence here and there, catch an alley. All right. I'm not a big believer in Norvell Powell. So why not John Henson? Great move. Great pickup. So, so you know, you know what I gotta say, Matt. You know I'm a big Tar Heel fan, and if you know me, I know players that go through UNC. And John Henson is a UNC Tar Heel legend, so <laughs> I definitely gotta show love. Hey, I like the move, Harry G's. I know you're gonna agree with me on this. I don't expect him to give me five to six to seven points a game, but I do expect him in his ten to twelve minutes of play to give me a couple blocks, some hard fouls, and some good energy some outlet passes, and just overall playing defense. He's a big guy. He's mobile. He's got big hands. So what I what I expect from him is just to fill that role, play his role, and I, t- I think Tibbs is going to put him in the right position to just be that guy. I don't need you to go out there and score 15. I don't even need you to take more than three shots a game unless they're laser alley-oops. I need you to play defense, take charges, block the ball, and hit the outlets. As long as as long as he does that for 10 to 12 minutes, where we could give our boy Taj, who I gotta give a big shout out to, because I was a little hard on him in the beginning, playing solid basketball, running up and down the court and communicating, sets the best screens in the league by far. Um, but that's that's the story for another day. So big shout that out to steals. him and steals and 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 our boy, the junkyard dog, Nerlens Noel. You can't dunk on this man. He's ex, he's extendo man. Like you're not getting past him. So as long as you can like give those boys guys. some rest, as long as you as long as John Henson can give those boys some rest, 
I love the pickup. He's like that inflate. New Orleans is like the inflatable. What is that called? The inflatable man that 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 goes outside hey. like a car car dealership. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah bro. Like you, yeah, nothing is getting past nothing this man. Gets, nothing's getting by that guy. He doesn't miss um, a beat. Yo, man. But yeah, no, John Henson. You know, like you said, I agree with that. Defensively, gonna be like. Honestly, a worse version of Mitch defensively, but slightly, not, you know, not crazy. And yeah, offensively, you know, his numbers in the past just, you know, speak for themselves. He's not the greatest offensive threat, but to your point, A-Benz, I like that 10 to 12 minutes. I think, I, I think uh, it could work just for a little, give him a little, little breather for Nerlens and, uh, and Taj. All right. And, and, and for a guy in foul trouble too. Just put that uh, yeah. out there. I mean, Dude, honestly, put trouble, him in foul trouble. Like A-Ben yeah. said, go in, come in and get some hard fouls. Work. Bring some toughness to the defense. Um, oh shoot, my thing just froze. I'm good. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, my thing just froze real quick because I, you know, so boom. So your brother was uh, was that guy for us our junior year and our sophomore year when he got moved up to varsity. He was he was the glue. He was the guy that Materatona put in. He's like, yo, you're going in there for five minutes. I need you to rebound, play tough. If you got to foul someone, go into the rack, do it. And that's what your brother played at his sophomore year. That's how he became a starter. Um, so I think that's what John Hansen needs to do. He needs to just play that role. And Taj and Nerlens, they have some injuries. Maybe give one of those boys a night off and say, you know what, John? Go out there and bowl out for us. Help us win this game. Yeah, so no, great pickup, Nick. He needs to start watching uh, some some old tape of Ross at Hills West uh, back, you know, <laughs> whatever, eight, eight years ago. Um but yeah, no, excited for the Knicks, excited for the rest of the season. So, you know, I said this in the beginning of the, the episode, and I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. Um, I'm a little concerned about, I don't know if concern is the right word. Um, a little bit worried and with, about the NBA, a little bit frustrated with the lack of competitiveness. And I know we've had the slate of injuries that we've had to star players this past month or two, I think is unprecedented. I don't, I can't remember not being able to turn on like to, to not be able to really turn on like a Clippers Lakers game because LeBron and AD are out and Drummond now too, who they picked up is <laughs> out. Um, you know, we got injured guys. Like we talked about LaMelo a little bit. Steph has been out. The Warriors are, oh my God, they're, they're in a, they're a G league team without, without Steph. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, but also at the same time, you got March madness, co uh, coming this, this past month, just finished up, uh, men's and men's and women's much better quality, in my opinion, much more interesting to watch than, than the NBA the past month. Um, and I don't know, it's just a little concerning and the ratings the past couple of years speak for themselves ratings continuously dropping especially this time of the year I'm, I'm i'm wondering what you guys think about that and if you think that there are any potential solutions out there to to this drought i feel like this is a drought that we're in right now yeah definitely a drought and i think i've noticed it as well because i'm a big hoop fan so like on sundays i'm ready i'm looking at all right who's playing on abc as you mentioned this past weekend we saw the clippers and lakers i think i watched like two or three minutes of the game um and i think Big part of it is definitely the injuries. The stars aren't there right now. As much as, you know, we talk about Curry, we're forgetting about Klay Thompson. He's not playing in the league right now. LeBron's not playing. AD's not playing. KD's not playing. They say James Harden's out for the next 10 games. 
or 10 days, whatever it is. Um, Kyrie's been in and out of the, uh, in and out of, uh, the Nets organization, (laughs) not for health reasons, but for personal reasons out in Boston, we had the COVID, um, those players were out for a while. We, Jason Tatum started off really strong. Then he kind of, uh, uh, sizzled. Um, and then he came back to earth and, um, I just think the injury bug has definitely played a role in this, but I think we really have to look at the fact that the NBA has been contemplating shrinking the season. Because I think it's just, especially this year, I know we have a 72-game season, but especially this year, man, coming straight off, you know, the bubble, the championship that was in October to just start playing two and a half months later in December, I think that's played a major factor. And I just think the league's going to really have to look at, like, yo, we might actually have to shrink the season a little bit. I I mean... Let me me jump in there real quick, A-Benz, and tell you unfortunately why that can't happen because I I definitely agree with that point and it's something that you immediately think about right like you immediately think why are we playing even 72 games the reason we're playing exactly 72 games unfortunately is because based on the NBA's contract with media sponsors they wouldn't meet the obligations of their contract if they didn't play full 72 game season with their tv with the tv providers so that means revenue in following years would take a massive hit. And honestly, that would hurt the league, I think, a lot worse than the drought that we're talking about right now. You know, I think about, I heard a couple times, you know, over a couple of different media outlets, potential for like a, to- a midseason tournament, something like that, to break it up instead of the just the typical all-star game. You know, you take like even a month off and have like a March Madness style tournament or something like that. I don't know. I'm spitballing now, but I don't know. They need to figure something out because if they can't, if they really can't drop the number of games, because I think that's the optimal solution, then they got to figure something else out. Matt, what are you thinking about this right now? I know it's a kind of damper topic. It's it's not a great topic. It's a good, great topic to me. I, I'm, to me, I just not feel like... Not a fun like, topic. Not a yeah, fun not topic. a fun topic to talk about. <laughs> but I just feel like we, you know, we're in that period, you know, where boys are thinking towards the playoffs and trying to be at the best of their ability for the playoffs. I mean, injuries are part of the game. It's how you bounce back. So, of course, going into, you know, we had a good... We had, I, I believe we had a good march, all right? I mean, for the East, East Eastern, you know, conference, we had a good march. I mean, going into April, into the May, you want to gear up for the playoffs. So, I mean, if these boys are sitting out, if they're injured, it's time to get healthy. Of course, it's going to affect ratings. But, you know, people are still going to show out. People are, are wanting to come to basketball games just because of, you know, the COVID situation and what happened last year when we had to stop and fans not being being able to come into the building, you know, at the beginning of the year. So I feel our right, TV ratings might go down, but at least the fan engagement in, in the stadiums and in the, in the arenas are, is still there. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, let the drought go through, <laughs> let the playoffs come by and watch the hype. You get what I'm saying? Because when playoff basketball happens, everybody's around. There ain't no injuries and you're playing through it. Am that's, I right? Yeah, am I right? That's hundred percent right. That's on. No, the playoffs, when we get to playoff time, but that's, that's, that's the, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, is there a solution for this but, middle? But at the same season? time, because I, the I, playoffs are going to be, you know, off the chain. 
for sure. But like at the same time, I think we also, you know, we're living in a historic time right now. You know, we're going to be in the history books. Like our kids are going to be like, oh, so, you know, what, what was the pandemic about? It's like, you know, you hear about the Great Depression in the 1930s. I have no idea what happened, but I know it was the Great Depression because people couldn't eat. So, you know, when you look at it like that, we're living through a time where I've, the ratings aren't going to be there. Listen, if I can't be there as a fan, and there's a lot of like Utah Jazz, one of the best fan bases over there in Utah. Yeah, they get a little rowdy, um, but they sell out when their Jazz are playing there. Uh, big name teams like LA, if, if, if Staples Center was open, the viewership would be astronomical right now. I mean, you're in LA, the Knicks are bowling. Imagine if the garden was open. Like when we're, when we have close games come playoff time, I want the garden to be open. You see what the Texas Rangers did uh, yesterday for opening day. Um, 43,000, 44,000 fans out there. So I think right now the time definitely is playing a role, but if you have the garden jumping for some playoff basketball, you're going to tell me that RJ Barrett and them boys out there aren't going to ball out when they're hearing defense or you just hear the crowd roaring. Come on now. So I think that plays a big role in it, but the easy solution, the simple solution is I do agree with the tournament. I've heard about that. They've also mentioned the 16 best teams making it to the playoffs, eliminating the whole, you know, conference eliminating and just, okay. And just, and just being the 16 best teams and you have the four, the, the, so top 20, you 16 are in, and then you have a plan for two extra teams with a little with the with the with the extra four slots from each conference. I think that's gonna that that would make it more interesting. Um because you know some of these teams don't make the playoffs and they should be making the playoffs. So it's more incentive, it just makes players work harder. Another thing that I think has really effective rating is load management. I'm gonna say it. Resting of players. KD hasn't played all season. Me and Matt were uh, discussing this. We're like, yo, he he probably can go, but he's just he's just making sure that he's good for the playoffs. And I just think for the fans, for the viewership, that's not good. You're losing view, you're losing agree. views. Load management plays a part. Uh, politics plays a part. You know I mean, I don't I don't want to get into you know politics, but there are some Americans out there that don't like to see unity on the court. You know, there's some Americans out there that don't like to see Black Lives Matter on the court. You know I mean, politics plays a big role. And uh, who views and who watches on TNT, Fox, or whatever you want to call it, you know, things like that. So, yeah, man, you guys, some ways we could figure it out. Mm. Maybe, maybe the playing tournament, maybe sixteen teams. But I like, I like the West and the Eastern Conference. Yeah, man. I mean, both both of you guys brought up great points. Stuff that I didn't even, you know, come in considering. Obviously, you know. Black Lives Matter, unity on the court. I agree with you. It's definitely something that's been mm-hmm. polarizing. And I've honestly had people say to me that they don't watch the NBA because they don't believe in some of that stuff Yeah, that I don't know very well, but hey. Um, and, you know, everyone is entitled to their own opinion about stuff. And if they don't want to watch, they don't have to, even though these guys, I'm talking about NBA fans. I'm talking about 90s, 80s, 90s yeah. basketball fans here. So that's part of it for sure. Um, and to your point, a Ben's about the pandemic. I don't only think that people, people being at the garden will affect the team. Cause I think they, it will, I think it'll affect viewership at home. And I don't think it's something people are thinking about. It's like, I think people 
are more excited to watch when they hear the roar of cr the crowd and the, the stands mm -hmm. getting hyped up. Like it's a, it's a totally different viewing experience even over TV. So yeah, no, yeah. there's definitely a couple things, couple, couple issues. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, let's, you're, you're right. You know, we're in a pandemic. Let's see what happens next year. I just feel like it's something I've noticed around this time with March Madness, baseball coming back, always the same time of year, mm -hmm. right? We were, we were talking about March year, like post all-star break people, you know, for the past, like my whole life, pretty much people after the all-star break are like, I don't even know why we have an all-star break or all-star game anyway. Like most people don't even enjoy it. I do. I think the Elam ending is cool. But most people don't enjoy it, and then they don't enjoy the dunk contest as much these days. Um, and oh, then you yeah. kind of come out of this, and everyone's kind of tired a little. You know, now you're talking about load management. People are getting ready for the playoffs. Throw on, throw in uh, March Madness and baseball in there, and it's just kind of like, you know, it's a cluster situation where there's just so much mm -hmm. negative energy towards the league. That's so, my whole point about like bringing in something different for this time. So, so I think just in general with just how the world is moving, the NBA needs to get creative. I don't know who they have to hire, but I know the, the, the tournament in March, maybe have a tournament here and there. Okay. That's cool. But they just really need to get creative, especially like you brought up the all-star all-star game. You got to get a little more creative. You know, there's gotta be more juices flowing. It's gotta be something that I'm like, yo, I got, I got to stay home. This weekend. I got to watch the all-star yeah. break. So the creativity yeah. is just, I, I need to see that more from the league. I love what the league does. It allows, it gives the, the players a, a, a platform and a voice and it supports its players unlike any other league that I've seen. So I think, absolutely. I think they definitely just, they got to get a little more creative. I, I, I would have to say that get a little more creative. You know, I have like to write a letter to her. Talk to your PR people and, you know, come up with some ideas, brainstorm Get some Get A-Benz in there. Get A-Benz in there. Creative, you know? creative hey, specialist. Creative specialist. Yeah. Um, yo, you know what I was thinking about, though, and you can't do this unless you switch back the teams. I really liked – I used to watch the MLB All-Star. I still watch the MLB All-Star game every year. They didn't have one this year. Um, and I like that – if the American league wins, the American league mm -hmm. is the home team for the, uh, and for the fine for them, for the world series. I think that Incentive. something simple like that might drive up people, people, mm -hmm. you know, even if it drives up fans viewership by a hundred thousand, it's such a small change, right? It's such a small change that they could do. Um, I think that's something simple, but they would have to go back then to the conference versus conference instead of the draft, which I honestly wouldn't mind. I don't, you know, I don't really find it so interesting when like LeBron drafts Curry and everyone's like, Ooh, like is LeBron trying to like recruit <laughs> Curry? Like, no, like they're just picking a, especially when KD basketball, <laughs> they're playing pickup basketball especially, here. Come on. Especially when KD was, uh, was drafting. I don't want to watch that. No. So. Yeah. That's nonsense. Nonsense. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, they do, you know, they do, um, donate their winnings to a good cause. Um, kind of was, I forgot what the uh, differential was this year. I think it was like, did LeBron's team win every quarter or they won like three quarters to one? And it was like, so is this one charity like just not getting anything? Like, what? Like, I don't remember. I don't know if you guys watched the all-star break, but um, the all-star game. Yeah, so uh, I believe LeBron's team did win all four um, from what I can recall. But like there were still, um, whatchamacallit, KD's uh, team they they uh, they were they, what their cause was still awarded uh, big 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 money. So I'm sure they, they, they didn't get the they didn't get the, <laughs> the all the money, but they got some money. Yeah. 
yeah what i'm saying is i think they do you know it's a it's a good they do it for a good cause um is ultimately what i'm saying so so no fault in the way they're doing things now um hey listen matt awesome having you on bro this was great this was super fun i love just kicking back and talking the knicks and without chris we can just you know do that instead of having to worry about his brooklyn nets um we'll worry about that next time um a benz as always thank you so much for joining Great job, creative specialist of the NBA, future creative specialist. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, listen, bro. I'm telling you, I'm going to Hollywood soon, bro. It's really going to happen. I keep speaking about it, and I keep talking about it, and it's going to happen. Um, could I, could I do my weekly shout-out? Absolutely. Wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so my weekly shout-out this week, um, it's going to have to go to, to someone, someone special, some, someone dear to my heart. I got, I'd like to give a little special shout out to, to the guy right here. Uh, let's talk sports host. You know, it was his birthday, the big, uh, hey. big, the big two five. So, uh, you know, just a little happy birthday. Shout out to him. Keep doing his thing out there on let's talk sports. And we definitely, you know, we're definitely going to have him on here a lot more and, you know, we're just yes, going to keep connecting and we're going to keep growing exponentially. Yeah, man. Hey, Yo, I appreciate Matt. that. My brother. Happy birthday, bro. Before we, before we leave, before yes, we leave, sir. where can where can we find you? What's coming up next for Let's Talk Sports? Uh, let's talk. We're going to be in studio this weekend. All right. I got a very special guest pulling up. Going to be talking a little bit of NFL. You know, you know I got to touch on my Giants. So just stay tuned for that. Uh, let's Talk Sports 40 on Instagram. Y'all could go check that out. Really appreciate y'all boys for having me on True Bowlers Podcast. And yes, thanks sir. for that shout out. Yes, sir. Always yes, sir. Yes, sir. my brother. Till next time, bro. Till next time.